Welcome to another episode of the X-Experts Divorce Etc. podcast, where we give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Why? We've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. And keep in mind, you can get X-Experts in your inbox by signing up for our newsletter, get the latest news and find out all about our events before anyone else, plus access special discounts and prices. Head to xexperts.com to subscribe. Welcome everybody to Divorce Etc. Today we have Tara Eisenhardt here. She is the author of The D Word, and we are going to talk all about The D Word, meaning divorce, of course. Um, And Tara is a divorce coach, and I actually was kind of following her on Instagram and checking out the cool stuff that she was doing. She is a child of divorce as well as divorced herself, so she has multiple perspectives on things that you might want to hear about. So welcome to our show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for taking the time. And I just want to say, like TH was just saying, when we had had a prior conversation with Tara, I mean, some of her perspectives are so refreshing and not kind of typical. And that was why we felt like she was such an important voice to bring on for you to hear a little bit about her story and, and, and her background. So very excited for today. (laughs) So why, why do you love divorce? So I do love divorce. Um, And often when I introduce myself to people, I will say, my name's Tara Eisenhardt and I love divorce. And I know that sounds crazy um, because a lot of times people are like, wait, what? Um, Divorce is some kind of a sin or something, right? Nobody's supposed to love divorce. Um, But I do, I love divorce. Um, You know, going back to my childhood, my parents got divorced when I was a teenager and they had a really good divorce. So my life improved as a result of that. And what I learned from that experience was that divorce is a solution to a problem. As a culture, we look at divorce and we say divorce is a problem and we need to fix it. We need to stop the divorce. And my perspective on that is just 180 degrees in the opposite direction. When marriage becomes a problem, divorce is the solution. And that is what I lived and learned as a child of divorced parents. It's what I lived and learned as a you know wife and now ex-wife. Um, it's, it's a solution to a problem. It's an opportunity for a new beginning to live a more authentic life and improve relationships. So that's why I love it. I love that answer. I mean, it just, when the, the whole idea of looking at divorce as a solution, I found to be really eye-opening and almost like lifting a weight off of the shoulders of like the society stigma that goes around divorce, because I feel like there, I'm sure you get pushback sometimes. I think there are a lot of people out there who would say, for those of us who might walk around thinking that divorce is a solution, we're not trying hard enough. We're not putting in enough of an effort. We're not going to counseling. We're not, we, you know, spoke these vows. That's right. And so I think that there are so many people who fall into that middle ground of like, not knowing, like, have I done enough? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, I have a, I have a few things. I always have lots of things to say about divorce. Good. So do we. Bring it on. <laughs> That's what we're here for. The more we talk about it, the less of a problem it is. So the uh, that whole argument that like you made a promise. Um, yeah. Okay. So first of all, not everybody says those words. Um, so it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily apply to everybody, but regardless of what people say in their wedding vows, we are growing and changing as human beings all the time. 
I am not the same bleary-eyed, messy-haired person who woke up in my bed this morning. I am sure as hell not the same person that I was when I married my first husband almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, be that, you know, that fact, um, you know, humans are, are changing and we're supposed to. We're supposed to change. We're supposed to grow. Our personalities evolve over time. Um, people that have had, you know, really huge events in their lives, whether it's a horrible trauma or even something wonderful like winning the lottery which I've heard that that can be a horrible trauma too I sign me up I'd like to try it um (laughs) but some kind of a life-changing event like that we change and as a result of that change our relationships change the way that we relate to each other in a marriage changes and it's okay to be able to admit that it is actually an act of love and respect to recognize somebody for who they are and to know that they are not the person for you. And there is no honor in just surviving and muddling through a horrible relationship that lasts 50 years. Like, what is there to celebrate? So, yeah. Oh my God, she's one of us, Jess. Yeah, I was just going to say, I just got chills. I'm like, wait, were you just on our podcast yesterday? or We couldn't agree more. But then I I think the follow-up question from naysayers out there would be, do you believe in the concept of marriage? Of course I do. (laughs) Of course I do. And I am very happily married for the second time to the man who I refer to as my favorite husband. Um, (laughs) We are getting ready to celebrate our five-year anniversary. uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, So I absolutely believe in marriage, Um, but marriage is not defined as a relationship that lasts forever. It's a partnership that's, that's based on mutual love and respect. And so as long as it's good, it's a healthy marriage. You know, I really like the idea of treating a marriage like we do a lease on like an apartment or something so that there comes a time when you are able to reevaluate it. You know, does this meet my needs or do I have I outgrown this space and sign up for it again? So or not. Um, but yeah, um, the, the length of a marriage has no bearing on how healthy or valid it is at any given point. So this is if you're uncomfortable answering, you don't have to answer, but I feel like you won't be. So I'm going to a- ask it. Um A lot of people, and my fear with my children, of course, is that they're concerned about getting into a relationship because we got divorced and they don't want to get divorced. So, you know, my fear is that they're not going to try to be in a relationship for fear of getting a divorce. And so you were in a relationship, you did get a divorce, you're fantastic and bright and awesome, positive energy and in a super healthy relationship now. But did you go through a time after your divorce? So when you realize that it wasn't working out to feel like, holy shit, like, am I, is this, is this going to, is this type of relationship and commitment going to work for me because of where I came from? So this is like, I'm, this is my no BS question. So answer as you're comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. And I can answer that in two different ways too, because as a teenager, when I saw my parents get divorced, um, initially when that happened and I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is a terrible thing. My life is turning upside down, um, you know, in the beginning. Um, and I was very angry. And um, there was, there was a point where I said, 
I'm, I'm never going to get divorced um, because, you know, my, you know, divorce is a terrible thing. And my parents just gave up, whatever, all that social programming, um, you know, came out. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I'm never going to get divorced. And then I grew up more and a couple of years passed and I realized how much better my life was and how much better my family was. And so I got to a point entering into adulthood where I, I said the words to somebody in a conversation. And I said, you know what? yeah, I might get divorced at some point. I might get married and divorced and I'm fine with that. That's like the adult thing to do. Um, so the, but it's yeah. the adult thing to feel, to yeah. say it and feel it are two very different things. That's true. So what did you do to be able to say that and believe it? Well, I just had gotten to a point where I I, this perspective within me had grown to that point where I was able to say, yeah, you know what? Divorce, it was, it was better for my family. So yeah, that's okay. If I find myself getting divorced someday, so be it. Um, then I got married and of course I didn't want to get divorced. It wasn't like I got married and thought, of yeah, course, none right. of us want to. Right. Um, but I did. And of course, after I came out of it, my marriage was bad. And I was really happy to get out of my marriage um, mm -hmm. because it was it was just such a relief and a weight off of my shoulders when I finally admitted, yeah, this is wrong. Um, so yeah, there was part of me that said, oh, I'm never going to do this again. This is stupid. You know, marriage isn't for me. But again, we grow and we change. And uh, uh, that programming that I had gotten through my parents' breakup to be able to say divorce is a solution to a problem, you know, marriage is good while it's good. Um, you know, and then I, I found myself ready to do it again. And it took a while. <laughs> I'm curious to know yeah. at what point, um, as you were like, whatever, going through college or like, you know, whatever education career path that you decided that you were actually going to be a divorce coach to be able to help people through this process. Like, how did that come about? Yeah, so that came about after my divorce. Um, I got divorced, and again, I was really happy to be divorced. And I realized that's when I realized how weird I was. Because <laughs> when I told people that I was getting divorced, nobody was happy for me. Um, everybody was angry or they were very sad. They wanted to, you know, push me to some high priced lawyer, make my ex pay for everything, yada, yada, yada. Um, that was not where I was at. That wasn't the kind of process that I wanted. I wasn't sad. I mean, it was, no, but, I hear you, you know, it was for the best and I knew right. it. Um, but that was when I realized that for most people, divorce is a horrible, traumatic event that just destroys everything. And I, when I realized that, and then, so at first I was just really confused and I went looking for books. Um, what was your career at the time? So I was in marketing. Um, I, was a, I was a marketing manager for a financial institution. Okay. Um, so I'm going through this divorce. Um, I go looking for resources, like why first, just like, why, why isn't anybody happy for me? I want to read a book about somebody who's happy to be divorced. Uh, the closest thing that I found when I went to Amazon first purchase I ever made on Amazon, uh, was the book, the good divorce by Constance Ahrens. And it was a long study about people getting divorced. And I learned so much about divorce and couples and the way that people process it through that book. Uh, so I got really interested in the information. Uh, then eventually I started dating a divorced dad. 
And he had this, you know, crazy ex-wife who hated me. And there were these children in the middle and I didn't understand my role in that situation. Um, and so I went looking for information about that too. And the more I started to live this new path, knowing that I'm very strange. Nobody sees divorce the way that I do. People didn't have the same experience growing up that I did. And here now I'm involved in this family with these children and, and trying to make things better for them. Uh, I really became very passionate about my own knowing what I knew, knowing that it didn't have to be so horrible. I wanted it to be better for other people. And so initially I thought I'm going to go back to school and I want to be a divorce attorney. But then I realized like, it's just, it's not their fault, but they're part of the problem. And it's just ingrained in our culture. You get an attorney, you go to war. It's what you do. And thank right. goodness, not as much like that now, but it was when I started down this path. Yeah. Um, and then I joined Twitter. And when I got on Twitter, I found a woman who was the divorce coach and I looked into what she did and I had been looking for something that was outside the current paradigm and that was it. And she was offering training and I signed up and here I am. <laughs> there you go. So what are the biggest things that you find come your way now when people go to you, your clients, like what are their biggest quandaries? What are their biggest struggles? Because certainly they're not the only ones. And especially in today's day, it's like a shit show, even if it's not a shit show. And, uh, so what, what are you being confronted with now? Cause everything is different. We separated from our husbands in 2008. There was none of this that you were doing right now, right, let right. alone half the resources. There was no Googling anything. Um, and there was no ex experts, which is what, what you're saying is exactly what, what our whole right. goal is. I mean, this is right. our intention. Like we wanted a place where people could go and find respected vetted information and hear stories from people like us who've been through it. So people will feel like there's a sense of relatability and they're not in it alone. Yeah. So you know what? I'm going to say to you what people say to me all the time. Where were you when I got divorced? <laughs> we're here for yeah. the next crowd. That yeah. generation couldn't do what we're doing. But right. we're all going to do this. And, and Jessica and I talk about it all the time. You know, the stigma of divorce and you're talking about social programming. I mean, it's for everything, right? It's the way you look, it's your hair, it's the way you act, it's the way you speak, whatever. Um, but around divorce, even if you're the hero, air quotes for those who can't see it, um, there's still children, there's still negotiation, and there's still co-parenting if there's children. So you really can't, you're going to have a different kind of relationship with the person who you didn't like or respect at the time. And now you're going to have to like or respect them in a different way. So, um, so what are some of the biggest questions you're getting now? So the, the main things that I hear the most from people are issues around, um, you know, communication with the ex, uh, people who share children and that whole thing there, um, whether it's co-parenting or it's the, um, that whole, like, I just don't know this person anymore. 
I, I, this is not the person I married, which, yeah, you're right. It's not, we're changing all the time. Um, so I work with people on co-parenting issues and to build a new relationship with this new person and the person that you are now. Um, so having a new relationship or new regard for the ex. If you're enjoying our Divorce Etc. podcast, be sure and subscribe to our newsletter to get ex-experts in your inbox. It's free and includes tips from real-life experts who've been through it, telling you what they wish they knew. You'll also hear about our upcoming episodes and Q&As with our experts. Plus, you'll find out about our upcoming events before anyone else and get access to discounts and preferred pricing. You can sign up at www.exexperts.com. Um, also being able to get past relationships where there was an infidelity. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. And that's something that I experienced too. Um, so I actually, all three of us yep. are right there with you. Yeah. Yep. We're all yep. there. Um, so that's, you know, obviously that is super hard to, uh, to get over there. So mm-hmm. I work with people on that, um, self-esteem issues and the shame piece are huge. Huge. Um, people just feel like they're, they're bad people. They're bad parents. They're bad partners. Uh, you know, look at my life now. I'm such a failure. And so that's another big one that, um, you know, that I work with people on. Um, nobody ever expected that they're going to be in this situation, of course. So there's just a whole lot of stuff that comes with it. And yeah. so this whole conversation that we are having constantly about the stigma around divorce and the shame and the guilt and all of the feelings that 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 men and women carry with them because we have found out from some of the people that we've spoken to in some of the podcast episodes that we've done of divorce etc that there are stigmas and shame that are so, sort of associated with men when they're getting divorced that we as women didn't even know about like so th- th- it it carries over for both sexes what are some of the things that you think that we as a society can be doing to really try to shake the stigma out of things. It's like one of our biggest missions, but the conversation has to keep going on. You're coming from a place of like never having felt that growing up. So how do we, how do we do that now for the next generation? So the good news is that it's getting easier because divorce is coming out of the shadows. We are seeing a whole lot more resources available. There's much more productive processes available, which allow people to be able to talk about it more. So that's all good. We are definitely on a much positive, much more positive trajectory than we were. Um, So it's good to to just recognize that. Um, But I think just in general, you know, we are becoming a much more inclusive society, which also helps too. We need to be able to look at the word family family and realize that it is not necessarily, you know, mom, dad, and 2.1 children. Family means all kinds of different things, you know, whether it's mom and dad that are divorced or mom and mom or dad and dad that are together or divorced or children who live with foster parents or adopted parents or grandparents, whatever. Um, Or family is just like the golden girls, you know, just friends hanging out and living together. Um, It's, family means different things. So we need to recognize that. Uh, We also need to talk more about divorce and see it more. So things like programming on TV shows and, you know, characters getting divorced, going through things like that beyond soap operas. That's really good too. Um, And, um, and the other thing is, so supporting people who are going through divorce. Um, this is an idea that um, I'm really hoping catches on a lot more. There's more people that are doing it a little bit, but um, separation ceremonies, 
where either people can come together and release each other in some kind of like a combination of wedding and funeral sort of thing, or just to do it as a, a personal, just one person. Having some closure. Having some closure, making some vows to yourself, you know, uh, looking forward to the future. Um, and then social support around that with like gifts. Um, when people get married, we bring them presents and we recognize that they're starting a whole new life. And so here's some presents to help you get started. You're going right. to need a new coffee maker or a tea kettle or something so like that. So funny you're talking about this because we were talking about a registry Mm -hmm. Because if you're moving to a new home or someone gets some things, other people get other things. And even if it's not things you need, it's things that would make you feel really great, like a gorgeous candle or new bedding or new towels or, you know, whatever fills you up to bring you joy. Like the other day I put on our story I found one of the Shutterfly mugs. I used to make them for all my, my family, you know, with pictures of the kids. My kids had to be six, eight, and maybe 10. They're now 18, 20, and 22. So this mug was in the back. I've got like 30 mugs. And I pulled it out and made me so happy because it brought me back to a place and I was a good mom. And look at my kids. They're so freaking cute. Oh, was a good and mom. they've got big smiles on their face and they look so goofy. Like, that's a great gift. Get a picture of their kids or, you know, a happy time and give them a mug or whatever. It doesn't have to be a lot of money, but it's, it's something that is going to brighten their day. Yeah. And it's authentic, right? Divorce is this opportunity to live a more authentic and aligned life. So on one hand, we've got, you know, households that are separating. Somebody took the coffee maker. Somebody needs a new coffee maker. Right. Um, But on the other hand, yes, you know what? If this person hasn't painted since college, a new set of watercolors might be the absolute perfect thing. It's not a life necessity, but hey, you're making a fresh start for a more authentic you. Let's do it. Right. I mean, I love, love, love all of that and that whole thought and people overthink things too much and don't know what to say and don't know what to do. So just keep it simple and the gesture will be so appreciated. Yeah. I agree. So tell us um, before we have to wrap up about the book, the D word that you wrote, why, where did it come from? Tell us what it's about. So the D word is the story of divorce from the perspective of a 12 year old girl. It is not my story. It is unfortunately a much more traditional divorce uh, with much more animosity between mom and dad. Um, So initially I started writing it and I thought that I was writing a book for 12 year old girls. I'm a huge Judy Bloom fan. So I wanted to, this to be like the, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret, which she did write a book about divorce. It's called, it's not the end of the world. It's very good, but I wanted mine to be better. Um, (laughs) (laughs) lofty goals there. Um, But I started to write it and I realized that um, although, you know, it was a story for for children, I wanted it to be a tool for parents and for other adults to be able to read this book and to see what is happening and understand this process through the eyes of this girl who's watching it you know, between her parents and her younger brother and her older brother and everything and the struggles that she's having. Because one of the huge issues that we have in divorce is that the divides get very deep, very quick. 
Yeah. And we, we go onto our sides and we tend to just, and it's not just in divorce, it's in life in general, but especially in divorce, we tend to assume that the people who are on our side see things exactly the way that we do. Right. And the perception might be a little bit different. And so for parents, especially for a custodial parent where the children don't see the other parent, you know, quite as often, somebody who has mm-hmm. you know, more time it's very easy for that parent to assume that the child sees the other parent the way that they do. Right. Assuming that the child sees the parent the way that the parent sees their ex. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Right. So that's what I wanted to illustrate with the book. I love so that. Why don't you write your own story? <laughs> Mine's boring. Because your story, <laughs> and maybe that's your next book, but your story is, an, is a lofty example like kudos to your parents that they were able to separate. You were a teenager, which has got to be the hardest time for right. parents to separate. And look at you now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, I give them an applause because back then it it wasn't easy. It was all about going to court and, you know, War of the Roses and Kramer versus Kramer and mm-hmm. They took the high road. So I just wanted to shout out to those parents. I actually saw The War of the Roses. I remember them leaving me with a babysitter while they went out to go see that on a date night at some point. So they must have taken something away from that and said, we don't want to be like that. Right. (laughs) I hope so. Well, good. Let that movie have resonated in that way. But it is also true that, I mean, look, we, we, we're talking to you today to hear your story and and share it and, and give, you know, the opportunity for more exposure of your story because- it's the idea, right? That the more people hear other versions and other kinds of stories, it's empowering, it's relatable, it helps people see another perspective. And your perspective is, as I said in the beginning, like it's so refreshing because it's so different from most people's. So at some point, your story will resonate with people. Maybe when you see word society or you weren't ready for it because everybody was still focused so much more on kind of like litigating divorces and the contentious divorces. But the trend is changing. And I mean, it is really more about collaborative divorce these days. More and more people are mediating. And so I think that your your specific story is very inspiring, which is partly yeah. why we wanted to talk about it today. As a total unrelated aside, I just have to say, because you mentioned Judy Bloom. So um, I met Judy Bloom once. I was working, I was in graduate school and I was working as a cashier in a retail store on Madison Avenue. And I, I had no idea what she looked like because we, I, even though I'd read all of her books, like we didn't see what the authors looked like back then. So at this point, I'm now, you know, 22, 23 years old and I'm behind the register and she comes up with a bunch of stuff and I'm ringing her up and we start talking and I probably, she had probably asked if I did anything else. I said I was in graduate school. So she asked who was your favorite childhood author? And I said, Judy Bloom. And Thank she handed God. me her credit card and I nearly fell over. Right. So to this day, I was like, Thank God that's what I said. But it was like yeah. totally the truth. And it was like one of the most exciting celebrities. So one of the most exciting celebrity sightings I'd ever had in my life because I was like, it was just right. She had such a piece of our childhood of all yeah. of her books. So I hope yeah. that 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 your book resonates like that with everybody else who reads it, because that was a very exciting, meaningful experience. (laughs) So we have one more question for you. Okay. What do you wish you knew? 
that you know now, but didn't know then when you were married getting, so going through your divorce, what do you wish you knew? Um, so I think, um, it's a, it's a great question and there's, there's so many things, um, just because, and most of them have to do with the, the number one thing that I wish I knew was you don't have to get married. Um, that's probably a whole other conversation. Right. Exactly. But once you're married and you're going through divorce, what do you wish you knew? (laughs) No, I think, um, I think I, I wish I knew, um, at that point that, um, that my, that my experience wasn't typical. I, for me personally, I wish I, I had recognized that my experience wasn't typical because I think that I probably hurt some people when I went cartwheeling out into the world and said, yay, I'm so happy to be divorced. Um, but in general, I think I, I wish I had known a little bit more about some of the collaborative options that mm-hmm. are much more prevalent now and they yeah. Time. So my ex and I, uh, we knew that we wanted to work together, but we had never heard of divorce mediation. And so the way that we did it, we just did this kind of like DIY mediation ish sort of thing. Wow, we, that's great. Who was an attorney. And we, we had lunch with him. We sat down at a Chinese restaurant and he was like, okay, so here's some of the things that typically go into a divorce agreement. What do you want to do about X, Y, and Z? who's going to move out and when are you going to do it? And we just talked to each other through it. And, um, and so you was- had good communication with your ex. Yeah. It sounds right. like, which yeah. is you're everything. lucky. You are, you're very fortunate because, uh, not everybody has that. I certainly didn't have that. Jessica had it to a degree. Um, but that's great. So the one thing you wish you knew is that, co- that a type of collaborative model could have been an option for you. Yeah, it existed. We were very lucky that that we had that that option, that opportunity, because we knew somebody who was an attorney who could sit down and have lunch with us and do that. If we didn't have that, right, we probably would have just been pressured into getting separate attorneys because that's just what you do. That's right. Right. Um, and, and everybody that was telling me, you know, here, call this attorney or make, make sure you ask for this. It would have been really easy to go down that path. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you did. I didn't know any better. Right. Well, I will say for everyone listening, I mean, listen to your gut. If you feel like, you know, you're getting a device, whether it's solicited or unsolicited from people and it doesn't quite sit right with you and it's not sort of what you are hoping for or envisioning with what your process is going to be and what your journey is going to be and what it's going to look like on the other side, you know, talk to more people, check out everything that we have going on on X experts and just talk to enough people so that you really know what your options are. It is not one size fits all. It doesn't matter if your best friend gets divorced at the exact same time because everyone's circumstances are different. And so I love the fact that you guys were able to do it in a way that worked best for you, even though like what exists today didn't really exist. You guys kind of figure that out on your own. And, um, and that's really admirable. So I think that's very inspiring. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So for everyone listening, you'll see Tara's page on our ex-experts website. It's exexperts.com. And check out the D word, the book, the Judy Bloom type book written about a young girl's experience with divorce. Let us know if you have any questions and um, we'll have all of Tara's information there so you can reach out to her directly as well. Thank you so much for taking the time, Tara. Thank you, Tara. 
Thank you so much for everything that you're doing. It was so great to be here and talk to you. Thank you. For everyone out there listening, if you know anyone at all who would benefit from what we've talked about today, please share this episode and everything X-Experts. Be sure and click to subscribe, rate, and review our Divorce Etc. podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please follow us on social media, at X-Experts, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. You can also find so much more, including articles and even the podcast transcripts on our website, at www.exexperts.com. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter now. When you get X-Experts in your inbox, you're the first to hear about all of our happenings at events, plus access special discounts and prices. Thanks for listening.